Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. What's shaking? Oh, not much. Not much. Um, I think it's just, I'm happy that we're in June because it's really summer now. And um, I'm sure as you're listening to this, uh, the temperatures are well into the 90s. Not my idea of a good time, but I know that that's what comes with it. So I can't figure out whether I like 95 degrees, hazy, hot, and humid, or Five degrees below zero and 12 inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I mean, either. They're the I, same. Yeah, I, I don't. Exactly. I don't. I hate them both, too. I hate them. But you know yeah. what? Um, the thing, the only good thing about um, the heat is that at least when you go outside, it's not, you know, you're not stepping in snow and you're not worried. About it. It's. You know, but I don't like I don't like any extreme in weather at all. I I told you, Lynn, I'm perfect with 72 and sunny. <laughs> That's yeah, my too. favorite, and no humidity. That's like perfect. For yes. me. That's the that sweet. That would be spot. nice. Yeah, that would be but nice. Here we go. It's going to be 90s the next couple of days. So, what yep. are we going to do? Keep your Nothing. air conditioning on and and do what you can. Yeah. So, um, how so was you your week? Really- my week was wild and crazy. You know, I think I mentioned the last time we spoke that I was going to my niece's uh, reception, I guess we have to call it, because they were married a year ago on Zoom. But we went to uh, a wonderful place. and It was a nice experience all around. Uh, we went to the Chestnut Hill Hotel, which is a place that, I think it was, if this number just keeps coming up in my head, 1862 is when it was built. And it's right on the corner of the, the cobblestone roads that go through Chestnut Hill in Pennsylvania, I mean in Philadelphia. And uh, we stayed in a room that obviously had been renovated, they all were, and they were just beautiful rooms. Um, just the things about them that make them so special is uh, the little alcoves where uh, where the windows are, and not you know the kind of windows you see right now in the the Marriott where they're one solid piece of glass and 
you can't move them. These were wonderful. They had balances. They had um, curtains to the floor and then the curtains behind them that you could shut that would keep out the light. And they kept some of those things, some of the, the good things about the place, but they also updated it. And so we had everything we could ask for, the Wi-Fi, the most phenomenal, wonderful mattresses that I just could have stayed there. It was just so comfortable in that room. And um, it was cold that weekend, as you will recall. We were in the 40s and rain, and it was really the pits outside, but it was just wonderful in there. And uh, we went to a place called Brittingham's, which is uh, outside of Chestnut Hill, but it was a uh, another one of those places that had been built a long time ago and renovated. And we had a rehearsal dinner there, even though there was <laughs> there was not really any wedding per se or any need to rehearse. Uh, we still did the traditional thing, and we all sat there in casual clothes and two very long tables, had a buffet dinner. And we had a, good, a great time. It was just nice to see. I think that's when I sent you the pictures of your favorite newspaper boy. And uh-huh. uh, that would be my brother. And uh, and his wife and uh, one of his daughters and her fiancé. And just a whole bunch of people that we hadn't seen in a very long time. And it was just really nice to be there that casually and to be able to talk to each other and have a good time. The next day, we had lunch at the Chestnut Hill Hotel in the restaurant that, I guess, uh, survived uh, the pandemic. There was another one on the corner that did not, and that was a, a Paris Bistro. And I really wanted to go there because I'd been there before with my sister and my mom, and I loved the food, but it was out of business, which made me sad because it was really good. Yeah. But anyway, we went to the other one that was on the other side of that and had some great stuff. Uh, I had a lamb burger, which I've never had anywhere. And it was really, I love lamb. So it was really good. And Patrick and my stepsister-in-law had a beef brisket sandwich that was just incredibly tasty. And my uh, stepbrother had some, uh, it would wouldn't would have been one of your faves. It was a um, a salad with uh, chicken strips and fresh cut mango with a wonderful dressing. And it, it just the food was fabulous. And I just really, really enjoyed it. So then we all went back to our rooms and just kind of hung out, read books and watched TV. And then we went to the receptions, which was in a magnificent place called Sugarloaf. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's right at the edge of Chestnut Hill where it first becomes the city of Philadelphia. And uh, it was an absolutely magnificent place. It was an estate that had something like 60 acres of perfectly manicured space and then this estate home, which was where we had the reception. And it was magnificent. The food was good. We just, we had a great time. And everybody was leaving by 10 o'clock or 1030. Uh, My sister told me they closed the place at 1130 and had to come back the next day to take all the flowers and all the other stuff home. (laughs) Yeah. 
So well, we drove home good. on Sunday. That was it. Yeah. Well, good. It was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. So um, you did some other stuff uh, this week. You were moving. Yes. I was in New York City moving my oldest, my firstborn out of New York back to Scranton for a few months. And then from the stuff in, oh, God, it's just, I don't know how people... How in that city? How you get anything done? There's an old city in like in the financial district. The streets are so narrow, and mm-hmm. even though that's what I love about it, there's just like it, it to get park and to do what you have to do to unlock. It, it was like anyway. We we got these guys at one of the hotels to park in front of their load off, like drop off, and we paid them like I can't tell you how much money for us to leave our cars there and we did and we're able to uh, Meyer's car and Barbara's van and my sister God bless her is like uh, non-stop so she was like a mule getting everything done with Meyer it was uh, it was crazy um, but it was over we did it we got home we were fine and then the next day we he moved into his new place um, in West Side that he's staying in for a couple months, and um, he's uh, he's doing okay. So we're all he's all settled. He's got to unpack and do all of that, but he's all ready to go. So um, he's back in town for a while, and the other one is back in town, but he's in New York City for the weekend, and then he's going to Southampton for a week with some of his classmates from school, from law school, and they're all going to study and do what they have to do in a beautiful. Um, house on in Southampton for a while so sounds nice they're both yeah they're both doing okay and and um that's it we're all we're all thank god everything's good so well that was my story yeah but other than that it was a, a I tried to take I did I said I was taking this week off because it was a shortened week and I thought yeah. You know, maybe, I, but do you think, I, it, I don't know why I did, because I, I just, <laughs> I didn't have one minute to myself with all the, ever, I had so many things going on that I just didn't. So, um, anyway, whatever, it's, hey, it's, we have things to do, we get them done, that's, that's all that matters, at least we're able to that's do it. That's it. And I'd say the same thing, if I took a week off, I could fill it with all the things that I need to do that I haven't done. So it really wouldn't mm-hmm. be a week of relaxation. No. And the thing is, and the thing is, Lynn, you know, I have my own business, so I can schedule my own time. All I really did was not schedule any business, any meetings. I did have two Zoom meetings, board meetings that I still, you know, I did because I was here to do them. But um, y- you just, um, it- it's just been, it's, it's, one, one, I, and this was completely unlike me, I completely forgot about. One was Tuesday oh. night, and it was the first in person. And I, A, didn't have it in my, I didn't even have it on, I don't know why, I guess because it was the day after a holiday. I was thinking it was Monday. Um, I knew all the stuff I had to do the next couple of days, and I completely forgot. And the president called because I was supposed to give a report on something. <laughs> <laughs> and she called me and said, you know, and I'm like, uh, 
I'm not coming. Like I just had to say, I'm not coming. I said, I'm just, I'm losing my mind here with everything. I'm, and I, I just, oh it was just God. one of those kind of things. So I, I, and I, it, do you know, Lynn, because I never do stuff like that. I was so preoccupied by how stupid I was with that. And I don't do things because I take all of my responsibilities very seriously, as you know. I yes. I don't even know. All I can say is I was thinking it was another day. That's all. Well, so, yeah. I um, mean, I think that's true. When we have a, a Monday holidays, like most of them are, it throws everybody off. And I can tell you, yes. for example, we are creatures of habit. And everyone here where I live knows in this development that we put our garbage out on Wednesday nights and it gets picked up on Thursday. Well, we also know that Monday was a holiday, and we've been through this before, that when that happens, the pickup is until the following day. But I can tell you that 80% of the people here had their garbage out last night because they're off. They're just, that Monday day off throws people off considerably. So yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people. Well, I have, but I have this. I have the same garbage schedule that you do, and so ours yeah. went out instead of Wednesday night. Ours went out last. Ours was ready for last night. So yeah, that happens. I mean, you're right. People aren't thinking, and that's exactly what I was thinking. It was a Monday, and thinking exactly. I had all this extra time, and I just didn't. So, but but Lynn, talk about um, beating yourself up. Like I oh, was so. You did a good seriously. Job. I was. That was, it it was not, it was, uh, it was very hard for me to accept that I screwed up. (laughs) So, um, but whatever, I don't do that routinely. Everyone's entitled. So whatever. Well, that's what what everybody says. So forgive yourself and move on. That's right. I have. (laughs) I've done that. Okay. That's a good thing. I'm glad but, you did. And, and I'm glad because we're taking a break to come back. So, um, yes, ma'am. I guess we will be, yeah, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to us. This is the Laurie and Lynn Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. 
ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a financial planner and also managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Apple, iTunes, Google, Play, <laughs> Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, it's there. There you go. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And here and, we are. And here we are, yeah. I had... Um, two things I was going to talk about today, but I, I kind of like one more so than the other. And I would also offer that if anybody listening today would like to get a copy of this, um, I want to say where I got it from so you can go there yourselves. It's called Paragon Road. That's P-A-R-A-G-O-N-R-O-A-D paragonroad.com and it's called five types of stories all parents should tell their kids kind of like legacy cool. planning you know that but, but these are really neat things to have you know when I was telling you about the last piece about having been with my family in Philadelphia last weekend I thought about all the things that we talked about and some of the items that we brought up that had to do with our common childhood and relatives and all that kind of stuff. And I really wish I had this because in that time between lunch and, and this dinner that we went to on Saturday night, we could have sat around and recorded something like this and it would have been so invaluable to the next generation and the next generation and all that kind of stuff. And that's the idea is that these are stories that you want to pass on to generations so they don't forget. And they, they understand something about not just, uh, um, no, I want to say intact, but just something that's just a piece of, of information. Like you, you would get in ancestry.com. You know, you mm -hmm. would say, oh, this person was born here, they lived here. They used just facts. But the stories about who they were 
I think are really fascinating. And if we could learn to do this on a regular basis, it would be wonderful because we could upload this to so many different sites and keep it forever. So the cat, there's five categories. The first one is life before your kids. And the first one is how we met and fell in love. Tell the story of your romance and courtship. Number two, pre-baby goals and aspirations. Tell your kids how you planned your life as a young adult in college or in your career. Number three, adjusting to adult life. Tell your kids what struggles you went through, the joys, the things you learned. And I would also add the tough times and how you got through them. Mm -hmm. And number four, life for me as a kid. Tell your kids what it was like growing up. You and I do that all the time. We talk about our, our houses and where we lived and the neighborhood, but no one will know that in 20 or 30 years because who knows what will be there next. So right. tell, tell the kids about where did you grow up and go to school? What kind of kid were you? How did your parents act? I can remember many things you said about, we talk about money, how your dad would slip money under the table to your mom. <laughs> Yep. And think that that wasn't anything that anybody saw or knew. You know, and I. Well, I. And you know what, though, Lynn? I'm the one who really saw that because I'm the one who sat to my right sat like a, uh, right next to my dad, but on the long side of the table. My dad was at the head yeah. of the table. And so his right hand would slip down to my mother's left, and I was right in between my mother and grandmother. So I saw that, whereas the other kids, because simply by virtue of where they were seated, wouldn't have seen that. So right. I don't even know if they would remember it, but I remember it because it was like the slip, the slide hand, like push it over and, you know. <laughs> You think he didn't, you know, Dad, I, I see you do that. So, yeah, it's cool. It is. It's neat. Yeah, it's things like that that you, that you want to preserve because you can't throw right. those up on the Ancestry.com. And the second right. category is your kids' history. And so this is number five, our family tree. Tell stories about your kids' ancestors, heritage, and where they originate from. And number six, in the beginning. Tell the stories of how each of your children were named and on when they were being born and how they acted as a baby and as a, as a toddler. And you can go on with the whole thing and go as far as you want. And then that's category number three. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Numbers, this is still under your kid's history. Favorite stories of you. Tell your children stories about funny, admirable, or lovable things they did when they were little or recently. Category number three, the tough times. Number eight, this too shall pass. Talk about financial, relationship, health, or other struggles and how you got through them. Number nine, leaning on each other. How have your family members or neighbors and friends helped each other out during hard times? And I have a feeling there's a lot of those stories in the past year. Yeah. Category number four, the happy times. Number 10, awards and honors. 
tell your kids about how you or family members have been recognized by the community in their career or in other ways. Number 11, greatest moments. What have been the greatest moments of your life? Your kids should know. Number 12, the pursuit of happiness. Explain to your children what brings you happiness and talk about how you identify your passions. Category number five, lessons to live by. 13, advice to my younger self. You've heard this many, many times people do in interviews. What Mm -hmm. advice would you give your 20-year-old self? It's still a good thing. You know, it's a good question to ask. Number 14, greatest lessons learned. Tell your kids stories of the greatest lessons you've learned so far. And number 15, and the last one, regrets to avoid. What regrets do you have that you hope you can spare your children from? And as this goes on, it says the objective is you want to focus on having a dialogue with your loved ones. These stories are a starting point. But the important part is talking about ideas back and forth and establishing a good family narrative. You want to be there when your kids need to talk. You want your children and grandchildren to have the emotional skills and knowledge to overcome obstacles in life. You want to establish a strong family support system. And that's, that's true. Um, And then they say, listen to yourself as you're telling stories. What's being passed on? Is it love, hope, resilience, and positivity? Or is it despair, difficulty, victimization, and negativity? Always try to go from a disempowered state to an empowered state. For example, it was hard when we first got married, but we worked through it stayed devoted, and now we love each other more than ever. The best stories for teaching resilience focus on overcoming challenges, but don't skip the funny, joyful, or silly stories either. They are important for bonding, and life shouldn't be too serious, right? (laughs) Correct. I love that. I love that piece. It's good. You need to send me, would you send me that link or something? Yeah. What's the name? Yeah. I, again, I have to just text me the name so I can do it. Because, right. you know, Lynn, it's, so, you, it's funny you talk about how they were named because, as I told you last week when we went out to our family dinner the night before Sean's graduation, it was the first time that we had been as a family, a whole family, with you know, my ex-husband and their dad. And we, you know, we were reminiscing with as to how everybody's names were chosen. And even yeah. in fairness, like Tom's like, oh my God, I forgot about that name because we had picked a name and I remembered exactly what he said about Sean. Like, oh, that's too, he's such a, a little, you know, scrunchy little guy. It, that name is too big for him. And, you know, so we, it, you know, the and he's like, oh my God, I forgot about that. So like, it was, it was in front of, it was, you know, there were only six of us, Meyer and, and two boys and Katie, to Sean's girlfriend and Tom. And we, we had the nicest conversations about that, how they were named, yeah. what names they wanted. I always tell them which names they, if they were girls, what names, which name they would have been, if they, which name we were considering. I think that's important to know because as you get older, 
these things just come back. It's no different than the things my father always said that I find myself saying all the time. And I, I tell Nada yeah. Gilmartin about it, and I'll say, here's another Jim Cadden line. And, you know, she <laughs> said, you yeah. should write all these things down. And I said, I know I should because, it, I'm, you know, I say them, but not everybody else does. So that's why I need, right. I do, I need to write them down. So yeah, it's really cool like to, we did to do all Patrick. that. You know, yeah. some friends decided that he had such great sayings that he always used for people. They actually wrote them down and published them in a um, a bound, not a, you know, a spiral bound book, which I guess yeah. is something you yeah. can get done easily online. But yeah. it made yeah. a big difference. And pictures yep. from his childhood that, you know, it's not, it's not things that you couldn't see on ancestry but there are things that you don't get the story behind them unless you hear the story and that's what's yeah. so important according to this is the story yeah i think that's neat i love it i think it it's is great neat. and it all it, it helps if you're a good storyteller to to keep the attention of your kids yes. too you know um yeah. i think that 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 helps in a lot of ways so um yeah that's really cool that's a good one lynn what what's the other one that you're going to talk about not that we um, can talk about it because we don't have time no, but well, is it the, on the same line uh, somewhat um, but oh, it's why you we'll need talk to about plan for a longer life. That is, that's yeah. a very interesting concept. So we can talk yeah. about that next week. Yeah, we can. So, all right. Well, um, maybe we should cut a little early because I think we went over yeah. on one, didn't we? All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then we're going to... Um, um, come up next, we're going to have the um, lovely Kate Ruan joining mm -hmm. us uh, from ERA One Source coming up next. So stay, stay tuned. You're listening we'll to Laurie right and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And 
Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale Partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, everybody, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us today as one of our guest experts is uh, Kate Ruan, who is a real estate agent with ERA One Source Realty. Kate does a lot of, she's an investment specialist, which is cool, and we'll talk a little bit about that. She uh, ERA has about 100 agents in uh, 10 counties, about seven offices. So there, there, are, there are many around, many offices, many counties, many people. So Kate, welcome. I know it's your first time with us and we're happy to have you. And uh, we're going to talk a, uh, a lot about what's going on in the real estate market. And if you want to help us with um, some of your expertise in investments, and um, we'll talk to you a little bit about that and hopefully give everybody some information. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Kate, okay, how so long have you had your... Kate, jump in, Kate. Uh, Tell us your story. <laughs> oh, well, hey, guys. So, I've been in real estate in one form or another for over seven years. Before that, I was a financial advisor and also the director of a large construction project on a local hospital. Um, I do own my own rentals and self-manage over 250 student tenants. Um, I've brought in millions of dollars in profit to some large-scale projects with my strategies in renting, renovating, and managing these properties. And I cater specifically to our local multifamily sellers and investors and work as a specialist specifically in that market. Um, I'm also the exclusive listing agent of a luxury condo development in Pittston called Stalker Point and an advisory bank board member at FNCB Bank. 
Yay. Well, you have a lot going on. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, baby. And no mom. Hey, so throw that in there. <laughs> there oh, you yeah. go. Well, Kate, if you can be a mom, you can be anything. We can multitask till the cows come home, right? That's right. Um, Us women yeah. have to do that somehow. So, um, Kate, when it comes to investments, and, and, and that's something you do and work with clients who do, how do you seem, how, what do you think about this market and what's going on currently when it comes to investors? Are we still seeing a lot of these out of town um, investors coming in? Are they, is it, are we getting more pump up from the local um, residents? How is that, how's that working out these days? That's a really, really good question. So many people don't realize that Northeast Pennsylvania and Scranton specifically is a national hotspot for investors. We are repeatedly listed in the top 10 places to invest in real estate in the entire United States. Um, even in our current market, which we all know is quite crazy, the cost to purchase here is still extremely low and therefore still affordable for those who are even just getting started or who don't have a lot of cash up front to use. In our area, you can still get a duplex for, you know, 100,000 up to 200. Um, and when you only have to put 3.5% down, that's really not a lot to get you started in that game. Um, our rental rates here in our market are solid. There's a low vacancy rate on our turnkey properties. And we have a good amount of renters and good units are rented quickly to long-term tenants here. Um, in our Scranton market specifically, you're seeing three-bedroom apartments renting up to $1,500 a month, which is really, really good. Uh, I will say that Scranton is on the way up and multifamily home values have increased so much in the last year alone. We've all seen regular residential real estate going through the roof and that's been mirrored on the investment side as well. The average sales price of a multifamily property in Lackawanna County has increased in just one year from 104,000 to 137,000. In Luzerne oh. County, it's done the exact same thing from 94,000 to 127. So that's a $33,000 jump. Yeah. In equity for almost all owners, that affects everybody, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, um, Lynn, Lynn knows because we've been talking about it ourselves about the, you know, a, a two unit property, which is kind of manageable, especially if you're jumping into that, um, just beginning to do that kind of work. Um, Kate, from, from doing all this, I mean, I, I could ask you a million questions, which is why I'm stumbling here a little bit because there's so many things to say, but do you find that, um, I mean, there, now, obviously, so many people have moved back to our area, and there's been articles and information about that to prove that. Yeah. So many people came back, and because we are situated in such a wonderful um, position geographically, which we don't even appreciate as people who have grown up here and, and been here most of our lives, we don't look at it from the highway system to the proximity to um, these wonderful big cities that, you know, within two, two and a half hours, three and a half to, to um, you know, uh, Delaware Shores, uh, four hours to Jersey Shores. I mean, there's just so many 
wonderful things to to do from here in dri- that you can drive to. So so mm-hmm. many people have come back um, or realized that hey, I can invest in Scranton. As you're saying, it's one of the top ten, I think you said, of places in the country where people can make wise investments with real estate. Uh, do you yes. see, as far as that, have you seen, have you personally been dealing with some of these people coming back and saying, hey, I can work from anywhere now. Why not work yep. from Scranton? A hundred percent. So I've seen an influx of that due to the pandemic. But even before that, Many of my clients, the majority of them, are from other states. I've had them as far as California. Right now, I would say conservatively, over 80% of my current investor clients are coming to me from New York and New Jersey. Um, uh-huh. Just think about it. Yeah. You know, to purchase property in New York City, you're going to spend a million uh, or a minimum of about $2 million on a duplex. But instead of getting $2,000 in monthly rent, you get $6,000. So while that 6000 sounds nice, the purchase of property out there really drops your capitalization rate and your return on your investment all the way down mm-hmm. to below 2%. Locally here, you can almost always get a 10% cap rate and sometimes even a 15 So these people are happy to drive that two-hour commute to make that investment on their money. Yep. I mean, who wants yep. to be in debt themselves millions of dollars for a rate of return that they could have gotten just by putting their money in a savings account? So, so many people are driving in for that reason and living here because they can work remotely as well. And Kate, yeah. that ten percent has been strong for, uh, and as you said, up to fifteen. But that ten has been. I mean, I've had my license for thirty-two years, and I've been in this market mm-hmm. for. I don't know, 20 or so, um, that's been traditionally um, at that rate. A lot of stuff hasn't um, changed. I mean, there's, like you just said, there's, this has been around for, for a while. I just think so many people just didn't understand that as something. And, and I think it's kind of as something they could get. And I think it's kind of neat. And, Lynn, I, I go back to saying this because Lynn and I really have been discussing this a lot. When you're a first-time investor and that's something you want to look at, getting a duplex and, and managing that and do, just making sure it's done correctly, it really is a great way to use your money effectively and efficiently and get a great return because it's two, it's two units. It's manageable. I mean, do you see people starting out um, like that, Kate, where they say, hey, look it, I can do this. I just want to make this work. So how does... How do you see that, that with the younger people, say, that think, I want to make investment, and this is doable on a two-unit property? 100%. So there are a couple of different common strategies that investors use when they want to get started in the market. Um, I'll, I'll just brush over four of them. One is, you know, what we would call the fix and flip. They buy something cheap. They put some money into it, flip it, and resell it for more. That used to be very common in our area and what people would think of locally when they thought of New Yorkers and out-of-towners coming in to invest in our market. Um, you know, they were buying up dilapidated or foreclosed properties after the market crash and then maybe not doing much with them and people were becoming frustrated. Our market is not right there any longer. Now, most of those properties have been brought up. 
um, new stipulations are in place and people are coming in to buy more turnkey properties to buy and hold, um, which would be the second strategy. So they're finding something turnkey. It might have a little bit of cosmetic work that they want to do to get some value add in that equity, but easily managing it and making a strong monthly rental income on top of the equity that they'll get in the future. Um, to go off of that buy and hold strategy, a third strategy that a lot of people use to get started when they want to do multiple properties and they know that that's their game plan is what's called a BRRRR. Um, it's B-R-R-R-R, and that stands for buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. Mm -hmm. So they'll so buy a property, renovate it so it's nice for tenants, get it rented to tenants and stabilize. It's a nice, easy, yep. easy month of income. And then as the years go on, or even as the months go on, because they put some money into renovation, they can refinance that property pull some money out of the equity and use that money as their down payment on their next property. Right. Because um, that automatically increases the value then, right? Because of the stability yes. and the rental in it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Jumped in on no, that. You're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> and just to go off of what you were saying, um, I'll give you an example of one of my current clients. I've only been working with her for two and a half years, her and her husband. I deal primarily with the wife. And they bought their first duplex in Scranton two and a half years ago for $78,000. Since then, they've rented it out, done some minor cosmetic stuff. So in two and a half years, they've made $60,000 off the rent of that property alone. They just resold it with me last month for $152,000. Mm -hmm. wow. So that gave them another $70,000 in profit. Now, this was just one home. We've used different creative financial products and this BRRRR strategy, um, but they've bought nine other properties together with me in the last two and a half years that have all brought them similar income. So combined in two and a half years, they've made over a million dollars in our area, and they did not have much play money to start with. They weren't rich coming into this. They were very, you know, average people just looking to start getting into the investment games, thinking about their future. Yep. And um, it's amazing. And you know what, Kate, you, you're going to have to come back with us because we have one minute before we end this and you, you have to tell everybody how to get in touch with you. I'm going to, we'll talk to Lee and see if we can bring you back on because this is extremely timely um, with the rates as low as they are, um, you know, in, in this market and, and, and people wanting to do this. I think we need to talk more about this and you're very well versed and very good. And thank you for that because um, I think you agree, Lynn, that this is extremely uh, informative. Oh, yeah. I, I could ask her a yeah. thousand questions right now. Me too. I could just keep on going. Keep on going, Kate. I know. But, Kate, if somebody, if somebody needs to get in touch with you, how can they do that? The best way would be to reach me directly on my cell phone, area code 302-242-8781. My email address is kate, K-A-T-E dot day, D-A-Y-E at gmail.com. And you can find me on Facebook at Kate Day Realtor. 
or you can call okay. you can call ERA and and ask for there as well. So, um, Kate, you're a wealth a wealth of knowledge. Uh, love love a female in this position. I love it. I think it's great. So keep on keep on keeping on, and hopefully you'll come back and see us maybe next month. We can get you, Leah to get you back on. So that'd be wonderful. So thank you for all of your time and energy, and good luck with you with everything you're doing, and uh, everybody else out there. Thanks for listening to us as always, and we will see you next weekend. Have a great weekend. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 